and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm joined by Jeff Berardi. Jeff is the Chief Marketing Officer of KNL Gates, an international law firm where he leads a global team of marketing and business development professionals who collectively support the firm's nearly 50 offices located across five continents. Jeff's primary responsibilities include strategic planning, regional and practice-based business development, PR and media relations, and all the other things that you would expect would fall into the job description of a CMO at a large firm like KNL Gates. Jeff, great to have you on the show today. Thanks, David, and happy to participate in this podcast. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about your firm for those who are not as familiar with KNL. Sure, happy to. Um, so, as you mentioned, we're a global law firm. We have 46 offices across five continents and have grown pretty rapidly. And I've been with the firm since 2004. At that time, we had 10 offices. All of those offices were in the United States. So it's grown pretty significantly. And most of that growth has been on an international basis. We have nine broad practice areas assisting clients with whatever their legal needs might be and nearly 2,000 lawyers. In addition, we're we're very proud to be a top 20 global brand, according to Aquitas and BTI Consulting, top 10 brand in the United States, and perhaps more importantly, a top 10 brand for client service, which we think is is really critical to the value proposition that we offer to clients. Sure. How big is your department? How many people report to you? So I oversee a, a global team of roughly 90 people. And they're spread out across about 30 offices throughout the firm. And in terms of the structure of the team, we recently reorganized our department, and we now have three distinct functions. We have a marketing communications function, which is pretty straightforward. We have a BD strategy and operations function, and we also have a client development function. And all are important, and they all work together in a collaborative way. How have you found that structuring in this new way has been helpful in achieving the firm's objectives? I think it's that we're really looking to make sure that we are providing really strategic and focused BD support and guidance. And in a lot of ways, we've moved into much more of an enhanced sales or client development type role um, with proactive account management, better analysis and determination of the return on our marketing and BD investment. You know, a lot of the things that I'm sure that many firms are thinking about and trying to tackle. In terms of the primary department objectives, we really like to look at it in three ways. Number one is to strengthen and grow key client relationships across offices and practices. We do that by, number two, shifting lawyer and staff behavior to focus on more demonstrably beneficial client development activities. And then we think number three is that that will ultimately lead to a measurable increase in top-line revenue. Sure. So you've got this uh, growing international firm. You've got uh, a team that has recently been restructured under the new model. I'm sure you're doing a lot of mentoring and managing in your role, overseeing 90 people. What kinds of advice do you find yourself often giving when people come to you for guidance on professional development or navigating what is, I'm sure, a complicated landscape at a law firm? Well, it's a great question, and it's something that I think is one of my most enjoyable parts of the role is the mentoring aspect, to think that I'm not so far removed from some of the more junior and mid-level folks that I can't possibly identify or relate with them. and. So from that perspective, I try to just think about what I had done in their 
shoes and also, you know, what, what kind of things they might want to think about for the future. So with that, you know, I tell them to listen and learn as much as they can. It's really important that they understand the services that we're offering to clients and how then to effectively position them in the marketplace. So understand what our partners do, what our practice areas do, and so on. And also industry knowledge, I think, is incredibly important, as we are focusing a lot more along industry lines rather than just the more narrow practice group lines. The other thing that I would say is that I let them know that I think that they shouldn't be afraid to to speak up. Um, you need to have courage. And, you, you know, what I try to do is, is empower them to feel as though they have a lot to contribute and offer to partners and other lawyers. And also note that mistakes and failures are a natural part of the growth process. We absolutely learn from them. We strive to improve the systems and processes for next time, but we can't be so afraid to try things that may or may not work because, you know, I really feel like that's that's the way to evolve and grow is to give things a shot and see where they end up and then learn from it and tweak it for next time. And then the last thing, and I think this, you know, comes up somewhat frequently is that I feel like we need to be patient with our own career development, but also with respect to the speed at which law firms typically move, which is not always all that quickly. And so you have to have a sense of the big picture and where you're looking to go and set objectives along the way, measure them, make sure you're tracking along those goals, but know that it's not all going to just happen at once. I appreciate your comments. And you said something there that I want to circle back to because I think it's absolutely right that it's important to mentor listening skills. And you also mentioned courage. I think that's a really insightful component that is important to mentor. I'm curious, how do you coach that or mentor that or develop that in your team? Is it just case by case? I mean, these are rather abstract concepts and some people seem to be good at listening and some people just happen to have courage. And it seems that others just have less of that. Yeah, it's a good question and one that I haven't necessarily considered before about how we do it and reflecting upon it, I think it first of all starts from the top and I truly believe it. And I'm ensure that my direct reports encourage it as much as possible so that it flows from a top-down approach. But I also think these are the qualities that we look for when we're hiring new people and also those that we look for when we promote people within the department. And we tend to promote mostly from within if we can, because I like to see the growth and development of my own team when there are opportunities that come up. And as this industry, there's there's turnover uh, that occurs, and that's somewhat natural, but I think it also opens up our t- opportunities for people who are currently within the team, and that's how we strive to do it. In terms of courage, you know, in some cases, it's kind of throwing them into the fire and giving them a chance to show what they can do, and and in other cases, it's building up their confidence and giving them opportunities to speak up and making sure that they're included in conversations and aware of what's happening and, you know, kind of the bigger sense of the projects that we're working on. I think sometimes our junior members of the team are involved in more task-oriented things and don't always get the benefit of seeing why they're doing these things. But I think the more that we can involve them and make sure they're aware of how it all fits together and, in fact, involve them in things. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's similar to what I see as the best mentors for within the practice of law. You see partners who regularly include associates 
and they're trying to kind of build that framework for growth down the road. But know that that's how you learn is being exposed to new things and giving people opportunities to speak in kind of safe ways. And some of it's building confidence for them. In other cases, you're right. I mean, I think some of it's just natural for people. But you can have people who maybe speak too much and are not thinking or listening enough. That can play in the wrong way with some of our partners, too. Sure. So you mentioned that the partners are certainly coaching the associates, they're mentoring them, but there's also a good amount of coaching and mentoring that occurs from your team to the lawyers, especially in the current landscape. It's so important that lawyers have the right mindset, that they're being proactive, that they're being strategic. A lot of things that were perhaps less important a decade ago. How do you ensure that your team is able to have that impact on a population that is sometimes less interested than perhaps it should be? Uh, given the way that the market has uh, evolved. Yeah, it's certainly a challenge. It's one of the more interesting things about the role, but I think you build trust over time, and I feel like that's where a lot of the members of the team have have basically arrived at is that they've taken the time to get to know the lawyers and partners and have built relationships to the point where they do feel like they can offer advice and counsel that might be very different from the typical mindset of our lawyers or other partners. So I think it comes over time. But what would I say to the lawyers? I mean, I think the key for them is to be authentic. I think they shouldn't try to be someone they're not. They can still be offering really great service and counsel to their clients, but also thinking about what else the firm could offer to help solve some of those problems that clients have beyond just that individual partner's practice area. So Jeff, you've got this team of 90 plus professionals who are working hard to listen. They're being courageous. They're understanding the industries in which they're working. They're counseling the lawyers. All of this effort is going in. And like many firms your size, it's a considerable one. The question always comes up of how is this being translated into business? It's a tricky question because it's a lot of intangibles, a lot of conversations, a lot of analysis. And you know, at the end of the day, how do we convert that into a pipeline, into revenue? And how do we draw a direct line back to all of the good work that you and your team are doing? Curious as to how K&L Gates has gotten their arms around this uh, issue. Well, as you noted, I mean, it's an ongoing challenge, but it is part of what I think makes this role so interesting and fun in a lot of ways. The the idea of trying to measure what the contributions are of the marketing business development team is something that we've been focused on for quite some time. It's part of why we restructured the department. It's part of why we had very clearly clearly defined goals to strengthen and grow relationships as well as, you know, see that impact on revenue growth. I think one of the examples is that we're really looking more at initiatives as holistic and strategic campaigns that blend elements of the three different functions, so marketing, communications, BD strategy and operations, and client development. So ensuring that everything we do has aspects of growing the brand and increasing awareness of what we offer to clients, but also aspects of trying to make connections 
with prospective clients, as well as build and strengthen relationships with existing clients. And then be able to show that what we put into it, the expenses, the time, the energy had these very measurable goals at the end that we can show were tied back to that strategic campaign. That's change management. It's changing processes. It's changing systems. It's changing behavior. But all those things are wrapped together in how we approach this challenge. We used to view it in a much more anecdotal fashion. You know, here are the clients that maybe we generated as a result of a conference or, you know, webinar that we put in, and we just had those loosely connected to the activities that we were doing. Now it's much more of a rigorous process, and um, we have better data, more reliable data. So I think we're just striving to improve it. It's a, it's a work in progress. It's an evolution. I think a lot of firms struggle with this, uh, and a lot of companies do, quite honestly. So I don't think we're unique to that, but it's really critical for marketing and business development teams to be able to show what they do and the value they provide. And so my team is well aware of that, and we're working on it on a kind of daily, monthly, annual basis. How are you capturing the data? Are you using technology for this? Are there particular tools that you've found are well integrated at the firm? Yeah, so we are using data. We're working with the IT function to make sure that we build systems. Most of the stuff we do has been systems that we've built on our own. We're looking at a variety of other service providers to try to come up with kind of this tool that we really want to incorporate. But so far, we have not found anything out in the marketplace that is the best fit. So I think we've been trying to create systems on our own that are a little bit more suited for the firm that we are and the kind of things we want to accomplish. So that's been a little bit more difficult in the way that We've had to kind of come up with it, come up with the idea, develop it, test it, and so on. But I'm somewhat encouraged by some new providers that I think might be able to tackle this in even more effective ways. So, Jeff, you've shared a lot of your insights and thoughts today and certainly appreciate it. I'm curious, just on a personal note, where do you go for inspiration? Where do you go to kind of fill your own well so that you can... <laughs> bring that same inspiration back to the firm and to your team? Yeah. Well, I try to talk to as many people as I can and not just about business topics. I think, you know, it's very interesting to get a sense of what the market's doing and just learning from other people about what they do. I read a lot. That's, you know, newspapers, it's books, both fiction and nonfiction, I attend industry conferences, and you know, in a lot of cases, I, I definitely am involved with the Legal Marketing Association, but also professional services organizations that draw from um, you know the accounting, consulting, financial services industries, which I think you can learn a lot from what's been done in some of those other areas. You know, even art and music service sources for inspiration for me. You know, I've gone to the art gallery or watched a thought-provoking movie and come away with some really great ideas for how to help our firm or solve a particular problem. So I guess I would say I try to find inspiration everywhere. I mean, it's not limited to one particular thing. I think it's about, it's that intellectual curiosity and 
um, and just tying it back to some of the things that we face. And that's where it gets fun. You know, if you just view it as here's my job and I go to it and then I go home and focus on other things, I mean, that might get a little boring. For me, it's about like here's all the things that are interrelated and it's kind of interesting to get inspiration from things that maybe might have been very loosely connected in the past. I really appreciate your perspective on this. At the end of the day, we're tackling human problems, and so why not draw from all of human experience for the insights that we ultimately are going to try to apply because it's an improvisation, right? It's all going to be trial by error. No firm has got it, gotten it figured out, and the moment they have, the culture shifts a little, and they've got to go back to the drawing board anyway. So uh, I think that's a great response. Yeah, agree 100%. Well, Jeff, it's been great to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for your time and for your thoughts. Uh, really appreciate it. We've been hearing from Jeff Berardi at K&L Gates. I'm David Ackert. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Market Leaders Podcast.